Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by Dak Draper, who will be challenging for the NWA National title at NWA Hard Times 3 on November 12th. Dak, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I am. My training's going great. I'm super focused on uh, NWA Hard Times. I just got off of a stretch where I wrestled eight matches in seven days. I am coming in super prepared. You bring it up, so let's start with that. What uh, eight matches in seven days? How does that kind of help you get into the you know prime readiness for this match you're about to sign on at NWA Hard Times Three? It just makes everything I do even more second nature. It makes me not even have to think about what I'm doing. Like it just becomes where it becomes where I'm not having to I'm not having to think to react for something that that, that Scion does. I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel what he does, and I'll know. It's, my body will know. My muscles will know. My muscles will, will have built up that muscle memory to just react without me even having to think faster than the mind can think. We were talking before we went on the air, and when we last spoke, it was right around Ring of Honor final battle. It was probably, you know, last November, December or so. Obviously, a lot has changed. Now you're the NWA. What would you say are some of the biggest differences between a place like Ring of Honor and then the NWA? I mean, I think there's plenty of similarities, but also plenty of differences as well. Um, I think uh, one of the big differences would be it's just a different different kind of roster. Um, it's a roster that uh, I'd say was probably a little bit more, um, probably a little more similar to my style of wrestling. Uh, a little more, uh, I feel like in Ring of Honor, I was one of the bigger guys on the roster. Uh, I think like Brody King and I were probably two of the biggest. Uh, in NWA, there are a ton of big guys there. Just look at the uh, the number one contender tournament finals match that I was in. I faced Chris Adonis and Thrillbilly. I was the smallest guy in the match. There was... Never a time in Ring of Honor where I was in a match, especially a multi-man match, where I was the little guy. So that's definitely been a big thing. But I like that because I'm so agile. I can really lean on some of my agility where there were times in Ring of Honor where I focused more on just imposing my will and keeping control and being a control wrestler. I uh, There were times uh, where I could really just, just I can really like let it fly, let my, let my athleticism and my agility speak for itself. Yeah, just thinking to follow along with that. Yeah, one, I think we last spoke, you were kind of targeting the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, a very different wrestling style. And you just mentioned now you're in the, in the NWA and you're, you know, you, it's more like you said, people that are more, maybe more your size, uh, just kind of, to kind of hone in on that. You know, how is that really maybe necessarily changing your wrestling style in a way? Or are you adapting your wrestling style to kind of to, to correspond with that? I feel like I'm always kind of adapting my wrestling style. But there are things that I that I uh, picked up when I was in the pure division that I've carried with me. Like you'd see in uh, especially my semifinal match against uh, Brian Myers, where he hauls off and hits me. And then all of a sudden I go from pro wrestler Dak to I get him down on the mat and I'm gut wrenching him around and I'm I'm putting him in a front face lock and I'm and I'm gator rolling him around. And it's uh, I go back to that catches catch can that uh, the catches catch can and my amateur roots there where uh, I always have that in uh, my back pocket, but I feel like just my experience in the pure division of really having to rely on that style has made it so that I can just flip that switch and uh, really go to where my bread and butter is. Because when it comes down to it, like I, I feel like I am a great professional wrestler, but I stepped on the mats. I laced up my amateur wrestling shoes when I was five years old. And so I've been doing that since before I can remember. And so when it comes down to it, when it comes to what I need, I'm going to try and put a guy on the mat on the mat and control him if I have to. And, uh, being in the pure division really helped me to uh, to really hone those skills and really uh, help me to seamlessly transition into when I need to uh, get into that mode. You bring up the Brian Myers match, and I don't want to you know let, let that slip. I mean, Brian Myers, he beat a guy that's you know he's an impact right now. He's guys been in WWE, a guy that's wrestled all over the world. You know, a lot of 
you know, a lot of name value there. And so what does being a guy like Brian Myers on your you know, your journey to uh, Ended Boy Hard Times 3 mean to you, given, you know, as I said, the guy that has uh, the, the level of experience that he does? Well, it's one of those things where it won't mean anything unless I complete the job and I win the title against Sion. As long as I walk away with that national title, then it'll all be worth it. But uh, it gives me great momentum going in. Uh, you can, a win is a win. At beating Jack Stane, the, the former national champion in the first round, and then upsetting Brian Myers in the second round, who's the guy that when I, when I worked for other wrestling companies, I, I've always looked up to Brian Myers. And there are times I'm working for other wrestling companies where I perceived him as being all the way up here. So just being able to rise to that level and uh, surpass that level is uh, something that gives me so much momentum and so much confidence going into the uh, into the, into the title match. And then facing off against Thrill Billy and uh, Chris Adonis, it is, uh, it's one of those things. Chris Adonis is a guy that I watched on TV when I was a teenager. Like, I thought he... Chris Adonis was the man when I was a teenager. Like there were times where I was lifting weights at the gym when I, when I was 16 years old and like he, his physique was in my mind. So being able to get in there and just to face off with him in the ring, it's like this feeling that you like, I can't even describe the feeling. And then of course it all goes away the first time we touch in the ring. But uh, it's uh it's one of those things that just being able to go, get into these matches and then be successful in these matches has my confidence at an all time high and Dak Draper with high confidence is a guy that you probably don't want to be across the ring from. Absolutely. I, I definitely wouldn't. But I will talk more about NWA uh, Hard Times 3 in a minute. Just to take a step back, you would bring a Vonner, a place that definitely has you know a lot of great history, a lot of uh, value in that name. But NWA, a place, like a company that's been around for decades, so much lineage, so much history there, wasn't mean to you to be uh, on, you know, working with NWA on the roster, uh, given that given that lineage, that history, uh, that prestige of the, of the NWA, those, those three letters. Oh, it feels great. Those th those three letters. Uh, you can tell when you tell a uh, when you tell a when you tell a wrestling fan. You're like, oh yeah, I've been working with the uh, NWA. They, their ears perk up a little bit. And that feels really good. Just that prestige. It uh, it's not it's not an uh, it's not a name that you have to explain to wrestling fans or at least wrestling fans that know what they're talking about. And so it's uh, it's really real. It's it's a really good feeling. But it's one of those things also that's just another part of my story because I call myself the living tall tale. Because my story and my wrestling career, they're playing out like a tall tale. And there are great parts, and then there are not so great parts. And uh, But the big thing is coming out of those not great parts, those peaks and those valleys. And I feel like there was a valley with the end of Ring of Honor. And now that I'm with NWA, I feel like I'm pulling myself back up on the peak. And I'm so excited for myself. And I'm also excited for NWA that they get to be a part of this great story that's being told that is the story of Dak Draper's success. We're going to see another one of those peaks at NWA Hard Times. So you're going to be challenging Sion for the national title. You're talking about your road to that match by beating Brian Myers, by beating Adonis and Phil Bailey. Now you're facing Sion. Sion has definitely been an impressive champion so far. For you, this is definitely a big title match on the pay-per-view. What's your kind of mindset heading into it? As you were saying a minute ago, kind of the wins you've gotten to this point maybe don't mean as much if you don't complete the job. But like heading into the match here, uh, what are you kind of... Where's your mind uh, approaching it? My mind approaching it is uh, it is so fitting that hard times is the name of this pay-per-view because it's made me, let's be candid. Ring of honor, ring of honor, uh, ring of honor, uh, releasing everyone from their contracts the way that, that they did that put hard times on a lot of people and it put hard times on me. And I started to think, well, you know, hard times won't last. And then other stuff happens. I break my wrist. 
oh, it's more hard times. You know what? Hard times don't. Hard times won't last. More more uh, trouble gets thrown my way. I keep thinking hard times won't last. And I started to realize that hard times last as long as you let them. And so it's really fitting for me to have this big opportunity at hard times three to face Scion to show that I'm not going to let the hard times for Dak Draper last any longer. So this is about me taking control of my career and taking control of my life and finally taking myself back up to that peak where I want to be. What do you say those are some of the, your biggest takeaways from the end of Ring of Honor? As you said, of course, a very, very difficult time for everyone involved. And now here you are a number of months later, you're going to be on this pay-per-view. So it's like you said, peaks and valleys. But I've come out of it here. Hard times, as you said, it lasts as long as you let them. And you've, you've earned your way here to this title match. But maybe what are some other kind of... Uh, takeaways or ways you maybe grown since that time or the things maybe you took out of that experience you know however you want to take that but just it was definitely i would imagine a pretty um you know pretty significant shift in in your life and career i think uh the big thing i learned was to not have any regrets uh for my career wise and the time i spent in a company and to control everything that i can possibly control about my career and so for my for myself like i can't force i can't force uh I can't force someone to sign me to a match that I want to be in. I need to make sure that I'm in the best possible shape, that I'm ready to perform the best possible way that I can, which I feel like I did at the, uh, when I came to Nashville for, uh, for the uh, NWA national title, number one contender tournament, where I, I was in, I took control of everything that I could in order to uh, be as successful as I possibly could. And that comes down to things I do every day. Like everything that I eat, every calorie that I eat is for a reason now. And it reflects in my physique. I feel like if you look at a picture of Dak Draper in Ring of Honor and a picture of Dak Draper now, I look a lot both more muscular and more defined because I've been focusing that hard on doing everything that I can to not have any more regrets. Because I used to think, oh, it'd be, if I had nicer abs and Ring of if I had nicer abs, maybe a uh, Maybe um, things would go better for me. And then I just thought that. And those are just thoughts. And it's just wasted thought if you don't do anything about it. And so I've been, I've wasted no thoughts. I've had everything that I've wanted to do, I've done. I've gotten my ring work exactly where I want it to be. My conditioning is exactly where I wanted it to be. My physique is, my confidence, as you can tell, is higher than it's ever been. And uh, I am uh, completely poised. I think I'm in the driver's seat. And, uh, I think it's going to be a really bad day for Sion, and it's not going to be a very fun day for Austin Idol when he's standing outside of the ring watching his son versus Dak Draper. Definitely not. Definitely not looking forward to seeing that match at NWA Hard Times 3. Don't want to keep comparing things to Ring of Honor, so let's go in a bit of a different direction. What to you uh, makes the NWA stand out? We were talking about the roster earlier on, but maybe in a more a more general sense, is it the environment, maybe the general wrestling style or the brand? Like, what are the things going to make NWA stand out to you or the, or the maybe are, are compelling to you as someone that's working there now? I think that I think there are uh, quite a few things that made that make NWA stand out. I think you have a lot of characters on NWA, a lot of guys with uh, big personalities. Like look at Thrill Billy, who I faced in the uh, who I faced in the finals of the number one contender tournament. That guy is uh, that guy is like a cartoon character. He's got uh, he's got Poyo Del Mar on the side with him. He's he's yelling all kinds of crazy stuff, talking about uh, talking about changing tires, lug nuts, and stuff like that. Um, the characters also, I feel like with NWA you get a lot of short TV matches. It's like bang, bang, bang. You're getting a lot of variety on every show. Um, they have, uh, they also, they, they have a little bit of something for everybody. You have some funny guys, you have some guys that are going to kick some ass. You have some athletic guys. Um, you have really, it's, you have something for everybody on the show. And I think that's, and you'll see them every episode because there's a lot of variety. You'll get a little bit, you get some scary guys, you'll get some comedy. It's, uh, it's, uh, 
I just think it has a variety and it really has something for every kind of wrestling fan. Wrestling fans have been seeing you as part of that lineup here on NWA Power and NWA USA. And we're going to be seeing you at NWA Hard Times 3. Again, looking forward to that on November 12th. Uh, before we wrap up here, you know, now that you're in NWA, maybe beyond this title match at the pay-per-view, uh, what are some of your goals in NWA? Who do you kind of, uh, you were talking about the roster earlier, who are some of the people on top of your list? Kind of what are your, maybe some of your objectives here in the, in the, in the NWA moving forward? Well, I would like to, uh, if I have a list of people that I'd like to face in NWA, just thinking off the top of my head, since, and since I never get to wrestle guys that are bigger than me or rarely do, the number one guy that I would want to wrestle in NWA would be Mike Knox. Um, also, Trevor Murdoch, um, of course, that goes without saying, because everybody in any company should always have one eye firmly affixed on the uh, on the World Heavyweight Championship. And so, uh, of course, that's a goal of mine. But my main goal right now is to win the national championship and then to make the national championship as prestigious of a title as I can in NWA, because if you're going to have the title, you might as well carry it well. And so I plan on uh, I plan on. Uh, my first goal at hand is to win the national title. And then from there, it's to make the national title one of the most important titles in the NWA. And then after that, of course, is to go beyond, is to reach upward and upward and to climb until you're at the top of the company. So that's my ultimate goal is to, of course, be at the top of the company. And uh, I understand that there are building blocks to do that. And so right now, I'm almost to the top of that first step. And we'll hopefully we'll see you take that step at the pay-per-view and everybody hard times three on November 12th in New Orleans. Uh, or Louisiana, at least, sorry. Uh, so that one last time, Dak, here, could be challenging to sign on for the national title here and W Hard Times 3. What can fans expect to see when the, the two of you finally collide at the pay-per-view? Um, they can expect to see a man who... They can expect to see one man standing in the corner of the ring who's given everything that he has, lost everything he has multiple times for wrestling, but has made, made sure to keep going forward because every time that I think about stopping, I think about all these gifts that I have about my height, my charisma, my speed, my athleticism, all these great gifts that I, that I've both been given and that I've cultivated through a lot of hard work. And that's all for nothing. If the story doesn't end well. So like I said before, I call myself the living tall tale because I believe that this story is going to end well. And I want everyone else to believe that this story is going to end well. And everyone that's watching gets the treat of not just hearing a great story, a great tall tale that generations from now, 2000 years from now, when there when society doesn't exist and aliens come down to see what earth used to be, they're going to read about how this guy, Dak Draper kept getting knocked down and kept building back stronger and stronger and stronger until he was at the top of the wrestling industry. Very much looking forward to seeing that happen here. Hopefully at NWA hard times three, Dak, you want to uh, plug your souls or anything before we get out of here? Um, all my socials are at mile high Magnum all one word. Um, so follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram at mile high Magnum. Be sure to comment on all those uh, YouTube videos of NWA, all the NWA posts, let them know that you're watching to see Dak Draper show them that you're here to see, to watch this living tall tale unfold. One more thing that I just thought of because I'm on the last talk, and we're talking about the, the Magnum Minute. If you remember, you used to have that series of YouTube videos, yeah. and I think you had mentioned that it was something you were kind of maybe thinking about doing more of here. And I was curious if you've had uh, any update on that, or if it's something you might be able to do something uh, similar here moving forward, or, or not. Well, I've been so busy with my – so I just moved, and I've been so busy with a lot of my shows. Like I said, eight matches in seven days. But the Magnum Minute is coming back soon. It's going to come back weekly. 
one uh one one minute magnum minute video a week um it'll be coming back to my youtube channel so be sure to uh, keep your eyes peeled at mile high magnum at my twitter at my instagram and uh i'll be making an announcement about the return of the magnum minute very soon we'll have cat draper on there dog draper all of dak draper's best friends so uh be sure to uh keep your eyes peeled to my social for the magnum minute the return of the magnum minute there you have it, folks. A little bit of a scoop there. The Magnum Minute's coming back, and we're going to be seeing uh, the, the the man, the, the Mile High Magnum, or the the long, the, the tall tale of, of professional wrestling. Dak Draper here at Ender Boy Hard Times Three, challenging Scion. Dak, I wish you the very, very best, and I thank you for your time today. Hey, thank you very much. Have a good one. You too.